Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, we're on all those things. Uh, yes, we are on all those things. Or you're listening to us on the podcast. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> uh, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting over here in this chair, sitting over there, making us sound good, keeping the train on the tracks. She is my mal pal. She is your mal pal. She's everyone's mal pal. She's Mallory Hartley. Hi, Mallory. Hi, and QB2. How is your QB2? I, I, I'm just gonna Can I just be you. called QB2 from now on? I kind of like that. I'm going to start calling you QB2. Okay. Um, like how it. was your weekend? It was great. I uh, I didn't do... It's funny. I was going to talk about this in the pre-show, but we already had a topic. I, I We didn't really. I appreciate... Kind of commandeered it. No. But. I appreciate the weekends so much more now that I'm full-time. I just really... <laughs> yeah. I really do. Yeah, that'll happen. And they feel so much shorter. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Uh, whenever you've got like an actual thing to do on Monday. Oh, yeah. You're uh-huh. like, oh. Today is Monday, August 16th, 2021. 101 days until Thanksgiving. Uh, Happy birthday to... Steve Carell! Cool. Or Michael Scott, whichever one you prefer. Uh, This is episode 1,221. Uh, On today's show, my friends, uh, I'm going to plant the seeds for a... uh, I'm going to plant the seeds for a segment one year from now. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to issue my five bold predictions for the 2021 Texas high school football season. Uh, Which, if you remember... calendars. I did it. I did this in 2020. And then we just did a segment where I went back and revisited it. See, this is long-term booking. Uh, And so, we will get through my five bold predictions for the 2021 Texas High School season. In the back half of the show, uh, I had a conversation with North Forney coach Eric Luster, who is uh, the new coach there, took over... New, new, new coach at uh, at, uh, North Forney. Took over for the retiring Randy Jackson. Um, So, we... I caught up with him. Uh, One of us works out a lot tune in later to find out which one of those two <laughs> i'm referring to either me or coach eric lester of north forney coming up here at the back half of the show do we have first four through the door we sure do it was tony blaylock daniel agnew rob hadaway and aaron arbuckle welcome in 
Welcome in my friends. Um, uh, a programming note. So you may notice that Mallory's in. Uh, we, we called. We called in the backup today. Uh, we went to the bullpen. Yeah. Um, are you left-handed? No. We pull, went to the bullpen. <laughs> um, and and pulled in QB two. Uh, at Pickle is sick. Hopefully she feels better. Pickle, if you're watching, we hope you feel better. Uh, but. Yes. Um, tomorrow I will be out. I have a personal matter to attend to. And then Wednesday, if Pickle is better, then we will have uh, an all, we'll have a girl power show. We'll have a women yes. belong in sports show <laughs> with uh, Malpal and Pickle if she's feeling better. And if not, we just won't have a show. Or maybe we'll see Aww. if Powers wants to come in and do it solo. So I don't know. Uh, a couple programs, but I will be out Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, so just a programming note there because <clears throat> i know people like to be old they like to plan their lives around whether or not they have to tune in to facebook at noon yeah um anyway of course <clears throat> mallory did you put breaking news on this i did that is breaking news <laughs> mallory we are now about a week away uh a one week from right now it's going to be game week oh I, I just got i just got goosebumps one week i'm from, so excited one week from right now it will be week one of the 2021 Texas high school football season. Uh, now, the games won't be till Thursday, right? But we will have, uh, we'll be preparing for week one. We'll be getting, we'll be in game week. Yes. One week from right now, which is very exciting. Everyone's really excited about the 2021 Texas high school football season, most notably around these parts. You may have noticed we kind of like that kind of thing. Yes. And so, um, you may remember, long-time viewers of Texas football today, and by long time, I mean like a couple of weeks ago, we did a segment wherein I revisited some predictions that I made before the 2020 season. And I went about 500. Right? Two, uh, two and a half. I went two yeah, and a half out of two five. And half. Two bad. and a half out of five. Not bad. Um, and, and so what I want to do is I want to plant those segment seeds again. Mm -hmm. And I want to go and I want to dig myself, get my trowel. I want to dig myself a little hole. I want to sprinkle some of those segment seeds in and then cover them up and water them so that then a year from now, we can, can have a segment where I can revisit these predictions. And you can brag that you got them all right. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, and so I'm prepared to issue my five bold predictions for the 2021 Texas high school football season. Now, before we start, I will issue the same disclaimer I issued last year. I am not making predictions about the direction of the pandemic. I am not going to make predictions about what COVID-19 is going to do. Please go do your part and get mm -hmm. vaccinated. It impacts yes. way more than you know. Uh, so I am not going to make, these are all going to be on the field things, assuming we have a relatively normal season. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of the basis that I'm working on. I'm not going to make any predictions on the COVID front. So there's that. Let's start with prediction number one. My first bold prediction. Offenses will return to pre-2020 levels of 28 plus points per game. You may remember that we did a segment about a month ago about looking at the impact of the pandemic or what 2020 did to offenses in uh, with the, the pandemic, or at least we're mm -hmm. giving some sort of uh, impact to what the pandemic did. Um, and one thing you will notice is that we had our lowest scoring output in years, in a little more than a decade, uh, when it dropped down to about 27.1 points per game. That's a one-point drop uh, from the average of uh, a year ago. That's a huge drop as far as, because this is a, a relatively consistent number. Right. It'll bounce between about 27.8, 28.3, around there, but it's always around that 28-point 
per game mm-hmm. model. And and the reason it's so consistent is you just have a huge group of data to draw from. Right. You're, it's hard to get that. It's, those it's, it's tens of thousands of Texas high school football games, and it all tends to that. Yeah, you have some games that are like 70 to 65, but you've also got games that are like 14 to 13. But there's so right? many of them that it, it does. It always stays the it same. It always averages out to about 28 points. Right. Well, last year we saw a pretty precipitous drop down to two relatively down to 27. I think that's a one-time thing. I think that that is something that is due in large part to the to the lack of uh, pre-off-season work, the inability to get together and install offenses, things like that. I think offense is going to bounce back. I think yes. this is going to be a bounce-back year. I think we're going to be over 28 points per game on average per team. Um, I think that is my my big my big bull prediction for 2021. We're going to see a balance back in offense. I think that overall Texas UIL 11 man Texas high school ball teams are going to average more than 28 points per game, like they have before 2020. Last right. year was an aberration in my mind. Well, I think two teams also have had a bigger off season too, trying to 100%. make up for what they didn't have last year. Absolutely. So I agree. It may even go up Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it goes up to, to normal. But I think that I think that if you think that um I think that if you believe that the drop in offense is staying that way, mm-hmm. I just don't think that's the case. I think that we're going to have a return to relatively normal um relatively normal things uh offensive output which is twenty eight points per game. Right. That's bold prediction number one. Bold prediction number two and I think this is my boldest one. That's pretty bold. There will be no first-time UIL Texas high school football state champions. None. None. Now, we had three last year, mm-hmm. if you remember. We had three state champions uh, that won their ti- won a title for the first time. The two and six men in Sterling yep. City and Palmeray, and then Jim Ned. I think we're not going to have any. And here's why. If you take a look at our top tens that we have right now, Less than 50%. In fact, only two in 6A of the top 10 have never won a title. Mm -hmm. Only 10 combined in the two 5A top 10s. Only f- only five and four a. We are right now the the top tens. The team we teams we believe are going to be very good this year tend to be blue bloods. Those yes, are teams that right. we think are back that are going to be back. Now there are a couple of ones that that I'll be honest have me a little bit nervous. Okay, mm-hmm. for example, the number one team in three A Division two in our in our rankings are the Franklin Lions. Yes, Franklin's never won a title. So I'm basically saying I'm going to take the field in 3A Division 2, right? Mm-hmm. That is bold, right? But you look everywhere else, the number ones that we have, Mart, eight-time state champion. Refurio, multi-time state champion. Mm-hmm. Jim Ned won their title last year, Denton right? Ar- Carthage, yeah. Argyle, Denton Ryan, uh, Alito. Uh, we've got Austin Westlake, number mm-hmm. one in 6A. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, we're not, you know, num- being ranked number one is not necessarily us, me personally predicting you're going to win a state championship. Right. But I think that we're not going to have any first-time UIL state champions this year. That's probably my boldest one on this list. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty bold. I'm just, I'm just going to go for it. Uh, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Wayne Gretzky. Michael Scott. Michael Scott. <laughs> Bold prediction number three. I'm running this one back. There will be a UIL 11-man Texas high school football running back who averages 250 rush yards per game. I missed it last year. Very close. I was close. I think we're at 239 for Trevion Sneed. 237, I believe. Yeah, very close. Um, I think we're going to have one this year. 
Uh, I think that, that, as I said, I think offense is going to take a little bit of a step forward. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to have one running back who averages more than 250 yards uh, per game. Uh, We had a couple back in 2019, Kendra Miller of Mountain Enterprise, most notably, averaged more than 250 yards per game. I think we're going to have at least one UIL 11-man running back average more than 250, average at least 250 yards per game. Do you have a prediction on maybe who that will be? I I was thinking, well, I would say Jadon Blue. I think he'd probably be the closest. But since he but he opted, opted out, out, he would have been he would have been kind of the star, right? right the one right. that, that you, one that you would have gone would with. Think. Generally speaking, whenever like so so generally speaking, with these types of names, what I've noticed over the course of my career, it's somebody you're not thinking of. Right. It's a breakout right. player. Mm-hmm. It's a guy who's a little bit off the radar. It's a guy who who suddenly you're going to look up and be like, oh my gosh, this guy's leading the state in rushing. Right. Right. Like Jonathan Brooks, we thought he was a really good player. He really burst onto the scene last year. Right. Kendra Miller the year before at, at, at Mount Enterprise, we thought he was a pretty good player. He exploded in 2019. So what I would say is it's probably somebody we're not thinking of. Right. That like it would be easy for me to say like Xavier Wisher at Jim Ned, right? Right. But A, I don't think he's that type of guy who's going to put up those giant numbers. He's much more just a, a bulldog workhorse type guy. Mm-hmm. But furthermore, generally speaking, it's going to be some guy on a team that we're not thinking of right now. So that's my third bill prediction. A UIL 11-man running back will average 250 yards per game. If I get this wrong, I'm just going to say it the next year, too. You're just going to keep going until you're right. right. (laughs) I respect it. Number four. 5A will beat 6A head-to-head, and 4A will beat 5A head-to-head. Okay? That's a good one. Now, you might be thinking, that's crazy. I already know one off the top of my head. What are you saying, Tepper? What I'm saying is when, when the dust settles on non-district play, you've got a lot of teams a lot of, a lot of teams playing cross-classification games. 6A's playing 5A's, 5A's playing 4A's. Generally speaking, you don't have a ton of uh, two. Like, you don't have 5A's playing 3A's. There's some. There's, there's like four every year. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is with 5A, 5A will play 6A, 4A will play 5A. I think the smaller classification in both of those are going to are going to win the head-to-head series. Now, I'll say this: I don't think this is necessarily that bold because no, it's, it happens every it, year. It happens pretty regularly. If you go back to let's just use 2019, if you want to go and get out of a non-pandemic mm-hmm. year, if you want to get get out of the, um, uh, 2019, uh, when 6A played 5A, 5A won the overall series. 5A won by, they won about, you know, 55% of the games against 6A teams. Same thing with 4A played 5A, that f- that you had the uh, the 4A teams beat them at about 55 to 60% of the time. The reason that is, is that these are really like 5A teams will play 4A teams, and generally speaking, these are 4A teams that are pretty good that want to challenge themselves by playing up. Right. And so as a result, what you end up getting are really good are really good 5A teams uh playing or really good 5A teams playing 6A teams right. that maybe aren't as good as or at least not district champion type level type teams. Gotcha. So I think when you especially in these this non-district play keep an eye on these on these teams mm-hmm. uh, and keep an eye whenever we have cross classification games I think that you will see the smaller classification beat the bigger classification yeah. more often than not. So well, I'm going to say on the overall record. Last year didn't Ryan 
mm-hmm. beat Denton Geyer by mm-hmm. like three points or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're playing again this year. Mm-hmm. So you're definitely going to keep an say- eye on that I'm game. I'm not saying they're going to sweep. I'm not saying every single game the 5A team is going to beat the 6A team. What I say is when but they you did last year. grab them all in aggregate, <laughs> when you grab them all in aggregate, the 5A teams are going to have a winning record against 6A teams, sure. and the 4A teams will have a winning record against 5A teams. That's my fourth bold projection. My fifth and final bold prediction for the 2020 UIL Texas high school football, or rather 2020 Texas high school football season, is actually one that's going to come off the field. So 2022 is a realignment year. We're going to have new districts for the 2022 season. I think, and everyone's going to wonder, everybody's wondering where the cutoff is going to be. And generally speaking, the UIL does announce the cutoff numbers um, before realignment day in February. When they do, I think the 6A cutoff number is going to be, is going to jump. And I think that the 6A cutoff number is going to be about a, a little, is going to be a little bit above 2,300. Now, you might be saying to yourself, um, what in the heck does that mean? Like, why, why, why do I care? Mm-hmm. This would represent a pretty sizable jump in the size of 6A, okay? Or at least as far as what, where that, where that number is. This presently right now, the cutoff is at 2,220. And you're thinking, well, okay, 80 kids, that's not that much. When you consider that the year before, like, w- the, it moved up, the, the previous realignment, it moved up 30 kids. The previous realignment, it moved up 40 kids. The previous realignment, it moved up 50 kids. The previous realignment, it stayed the same. The previous realignment, it moved up 10 kids. Previous realignment, it moved up 25 kids. Generally speaking, this is incremental. I think the UIL is going to come with a big number for 6A. I think that because of the new schools that are opening and just the way that things are are shaping up, Mm -hmm. I think that that number is going to get inflated. And as a result, if you are a big 5A team, I think you're going to stay put. And I think that, or I mean, depending on what your numbers do, obviously, but I think that that number is going to go up. So you may have teams that have cropped up to 6A that have to drop down, right? right? Uh, You may have those types of teams. I think the realignment number is going to be above 2,300. It's going to be like 2,303 mm-hmm. is my official guess. That's not true. I'll say 2,300 on the, on the nose. But I think that you are going to see a jump in the 6A number simply because of where these schools are being built and these schools that are opening. I think it will have to because of the population centers that are swelling and the population growth that we've seen in the state. So my guess, my fifth bull prediction is that when realignment numbers and the cutoff numbers get announced, it will be above, it'll be 2,300 or above. I think there's going to be a big jump there. So there they are, my five bold predictions for the 2021 Texas high school football season. Uh, hey, me in the future, who went back and watched this to remember what these are. Good to see you. You're looking great. <laughs> I'm sure everything's going great and nothing terrible has happened. So, hi, it's good to see you. Uh, be nice to your wife and your kid. There I'm you excited. Go. I'm excited so to we see will, you. So we've just planted the seeds of, of that, and we'll see it sprout into a, into a segment a year from now. So there it is, my five bold predictions. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. It's our subscription package, two magazines a year's worth of exclusive online content. Never a better time than right before football season, which again... A week from today, it's game week. Mm-hmm. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe makes a great gift as well. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Malpal, 
You were down in San Antonio with us, right? I think so. I think yeah. I was there, yeah. right? I, I vaguely remember seeing yeah, you. Yeah, I did a little bit of work. Uh, we were down there at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention uh, catching up with coaches. One of them that we talked to is the new coach, the very new head coach of the North Forney Falcons, Coach Eric Luster, who was promoted uh, after Randy Jackson retired uh, real late in the offseason. Uh, we had an opportunity to sit down and talk with him. It was our first time talking to him as the head coach. Here's my conversation with North Forney head coach Eric Luster here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tepper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here in San Antonio, the THSEA Coaching School and Convention with the new, and I mean new, 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 head coach of the North Forney Falcons, uh, it's Coach Eric Lester. Coach, first and foremost, congratulations. Well, on I may the appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Um, you're, you're taking over there, being promoted uh, to head coach after uh, the retirement of uh, Randy Jackson, who, of course, we're all very fond of. Um, and, and this happened, I mean, I think today is July 18th or something yes. like that, and this happened on July 6th or something? It, it happened like last, prior, I want to <laughs> say like last Thursday. If you're saying last week. Last, then, last week. Yeah. It, the announcement was made last week. It was a, it was a quick turnaround, you know. He, did, he wasn't sure what he wanted to do. He kept going back and forth. But, man, um, the great testament to, to, to Coach Jackson is, man, that, he gets all his coaches underneath, underneath him ready to, to, mm-hmm. to for a role. He, he even told the kids the same thing. It doesn't matter. You know, I might be in a car wreck one day. You know, this program is going to keep going because what we got in place because of the kids. So it was it's, a, it's an easy, smooth transition. You know, me going from an assistant head coach to the head coach, Coach Jackson did a great job of getting the program going. Yeah. What was uh – what was your reaction to? Uh, you know, I'm sure there was a meeting. I'm sure there was a call. And uh, and, and what was what was your reaction to, to getting to the big chair? Well, the, the the big thing was, you know, I mean, he came up with this idea. I'm gonna be flat out honest. Yeah. You know, it was like June 24th. He was like, hey, you know, man, he started this whole deal of coaching coaches, the mastermind, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not a part of that, I mean, looking at elite coaches mastermind, he started that, and and he was like, hey, this is what this is my passion. This is what I want to do. Are you ready? And I was like, sure. And so it was one of those deals that went from June 24th to, to last Thursday. And the, the most, the thing that, that was the most humbling thing about taking over was what the admin thought of me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was really humbling to hear how they say, we, we have all the faith in you. We know this is going to, it's going to take off. You're going to take it to even um, higher heights. And I know, and coming in and taking over after a legend, that's Coach Jackson's a legend. The guy writes books, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I, I read them, yeah. but I, I, I would never write a book. I'm, I'm just a guy who loves coaching football. And to come in after that and to have the program where it's at is, is, a, is an honor. Well, and, and, and you're in an interesting situation where, you know, you're taking over a program that, I mean, it's not broken. You know, no. there's nothing, no. nothing's broken here. But at the same time, every coach wants to put their stamp yes, sir. on the program. So, so, so how do you, and I, I'm asking you, you've had all 10 days to think about it, <laughs> how do you go about putting your stamp on a program like this where you've already been a par- part of the program mm-hmm. and things like that? How do you go about making it Eric Luster's well, program? It, some of the things are, are, are going to be easy to do. You know, Coach Jackson always, like, we, we have two helmets. You know, one of the, we're going to change one of the helmets to, to, to white and get away from, from the, the black and blue, something yeah. small like that. Yeah. Um, you know, we have core values, but the core values have got to be mine. 
You know, so I'm more of a servant leader, and that's where that's how I got the job is being a servant. You know, so we're going to pour into our kids, but now we're going to ask our kids to pour back into our community. I'm 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 huge into being on the community. You know, so we're going to do a, a lot of things like that. Uh, man, I'm a I'm on a I'm a passionate fire kind of guy. That's going to come out in, in, in everything that we do. You know, um, for us, how we the pregame, the, the the stuff that we do, that's going to be more of. of the changes that we're going to we're going to make you know we're going to have we're going to have coach jackson was such a a, a strong leader for his building building character my, my role was just make sure man that the kids had had fun and we're going to continue to do that so it's going to it's not going to be a huge change the trainers on the track mm-hmm. coach jackson got it rolling all i got to do is make sure that you know i got a great coaching staff he hired a great coaching staff so the guys that are there like one of the good things about coming in this late is the, the coaches couldn't they didn't have a chance to jump ship they couldn't even leave <laughs> so I got him in contract for another year. So, man, my D.C.'s an awesome guy. Man, man, Coach Lutlow uh, is my O.C., smart guy. Mm-hmm. All those guys are going to be in place. We're not going to change the offense. We're not changing defense. Because like you said, you know, most head coaches, you take over programs that have been struggling for years. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm taking over, over a program that's on the, on the rise. Man, what a what – a, all, all glory to God. What a, man, what a great blessing that is to come in and take this over. So I'm not gonna, you're not gonna have a huge change, just some subtle changes here and there that, that fits my coaching style. So, taking a look at your 2021 staff or 2021 team, mm-hmm. um, do you have a feeling quite yet? And then you know maybe you don't, but but do you have a feeling quite yet on, on what this Falcons team is going to hang its hat on? What this what this Falcons team in 2021 is going to be about? I, I, honestly, this is what I want it to be about. You know, is, is, is our is our defense. You know. Um, we, Everybody talks about our offense, you know. When mm-hmm. we were, we're, you know, we're a fast pace. We fly around and get them down the field. We're throwing the ball all over the field. But honestly, I really wanted to be about our, about our defense because, you know, you know, once again, going back to Coach Jackson, tough people win games, you know, man. And I learned a lesson. I learned a lesson from from Dennison. Mm-hmm. Man, Dennison didn't have the biggest guys on the field, but man, they play hard. They play fast, and that's kind of man. That's our model. We're gonna we're gonna just fly around and play hard and play fast. And let everything else take care of itself, but at, at the same time, you know, I'll be a. a, a how can I say this? We got a quarterback that that, that a moving quarterback that can sling it. You know, uh, man, our our receivers are, are are good. You know, we got some young guys that are going to be. This we got a we have a junior class that's going to be really good. Uh, they just got to come out there, man, and be varsity ready. And you know, once again, going back to my coaching staff, that that's going to happen. Uh, so what I want to hang my handle on, on defense, but honestly, man, our our, our offense is gonna is gonna make some things happen. I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. G- give me a name that maybe people aren't familiar with right now from this Falcons team that we're gonna be talking about at the end of the season. Who's the guy that you you one or two guys that you think could be that breakout star for this Falcons team? Man, okay, there's there are some guys, man. Uh, one of them is gonna be our center, uh, William Bressy, big kids, about six. I'm gonna say six six man, about three twenty. Mm. He's 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 gonna be a star. He's gonna be a guy to watch. Uh, man, we got a guy we, we took off the basketball court. Uh, mm. He was our point guard last year for our basketball team. Deshaun Brundage is going to turn some heads. Been going to camps. It's awesome, man. He's a basketball kid, but he's going to football camps. So you gotta <laughs> love it. Um, he, he's going to be a star. You know, he's coming in, taking over, man, after a great back in Ty Collins. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's going to be a star. We got a kid, another kid um, named. Uh, we call him Biscuit. 
So I'm trying to think of his real name. I give everybody <laughs> nicknames and I forget the real names. We call him Biscuit. Biscuit cause we tell him he's one biscuit away from being a lineman. He's a big kid. <laughs> he's a big kid. But uh, Markel Banks is his name. Okay. And uh, so he's going to be another uh, a running back. Um, we had a guy that played um, corner for us last year coming over at, at slot receiver. Talented kid. Um, Tylen Crochet is going to be a good one. Of course, a name to to to, to look for. And we got a quarterback battle, uh, but Mike Phillips, uh, his, we hired his dad as a coach, uh, but his son is, is a really good quarterback. And we got a defensive lineman. You know, I keep talking about offense the whole time, but we got a defensive lineman named Nick Acuna. Nick, man, um, got some valuable plays. A sophomore, he'll be a junior this year, got some valuable time on on, um, on varsity last year. But he's coming in, man, and all eyes are on him because once again, he was trying to replace. Roderick Brown that went to UNT that was that could just yeah. ball, so we're blessed in the fact that man all these kids got to see last year's group how they went about doing things and and all these guys now are going to try to you know next man up. You know, Coach likes his guys. Whenever you ask him, name one or two breakout guys, and he's yeah. like, "Well, here's like eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's like nine. I couldn't name guys. just one. I, I love it. Hey, I, listen, I, you, you you love your roster. Oh, That's oh. A, a lot to like there. There's a lot more, but those those are my guys though, right there. Okay. Finally, the most important question is, you know, you're making the move to the big chair. And I got to ask about what Mrs. Luster thinks about that because I'm sure she has to keep your ego in check. She got to make sure your head doesn't get too big. Is she concerned about what the big chair is going to do to your ego? No, no. And here's here's a funny, here's the greatest (laughs) thing about Mrs. Luster. Mrs. Luster can care less about what chair I sit in (laughs) because when I I come home, I'm just just Mr. Luster when I come home. Uh, here's a, here's a, here's a, the the fun fact is that Mrs. Luster planned a, a a Florida vacation last week. I just got in I just got in last night from I drove 17 hours straight to to, to get back. Yes. Oh my gosh! Yes, because Mrs. Luster wanted to go to Florida. We weren't changing that because my motto is family over everything. Yeah. And and we had well, I got a little girl and she wanted to go to Disney, so we we went to Disney, had a great time. But I had to drive all the way, all the way back, because yeah. Mrs. Luster don't don't understand that Coach Luster has a new a new title and a job, and she let me do my thing. You know, I could be on the phone as long as I was driving. But mm-hmm. if we were on the beach, phone had to go in the bag. The Disney World, I could only put my phone out to take pictures of my daughter and my son. Other than that, I was I was all hers. But she's a great coach's wife, man. I couldn't ask for for anyone better. She supported me. Like I said, she, we moved all over the state of Texas. Yeah. And here's here's the greatest thing about you know being where I'm at now at, at North Point. We love it. We got a great great community. Man, we got a great church that we go to. You know, my wife said the only thing that's going to change is our address. Yeah. So nothing else is going to change. She wants a bigger house. So <laughs> I, I messed up, and I showed her I showed her my my salary. So I messed up. Oh, I shouldn't have told her that. Listen. We all got bosses. Yeah. I got a boss. Yeah. You got a boss. Yeah. We all got bosses. Uh, he is Eric Luster. He's the new head coach of the North Forty Falcons. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations oh, again on the new gig, and uh, best of luck. Man, I appreciate it, man. You guys do a great job. Thanks for having me. There he is. Eric hey, thanks for watching this clip here on YouTube. Get him off of my skin. Not Eric Luster. Get the <laughs> knee off the screen. Um, Eric Luster, the new head coach, very new head coach of the North Forney Falcons go, joining us there at THSE, a coaching school and convention. And that is, I mean, I really mean new. Let me find, let me see if I can find the date um, of when he was hired. Yeah, so, yeah, he got hired on July 8th. July 8th, he got promoted Sheesh. from, uh, or, you know, he was their assistant head coach. Um, but 
Coach Jackson, Randy Jackson retires, and he he they promote from within, obviously, in mm-hmm. my opinion. He does have some head coaching experience. He was at Corpus Christi West Oso for a little bit back in the earlier part of the uh, 20-teens. 2010s? 20... 2010s. 2010s. Um, and so he does have some head coaching experience. I'm excited to see what he does there. Uh, we appreciate his time at the THSE Coaching School and Convention. Coach Eric Luster of North Forney. Dude eats his spinach, too. Yeah, I, I do think it's funny <laughs> that he and I are sitting next to each other and we both work in football. It's like <laughs> we're basically the same. Me and Eric Luster. Yeah, you, you can, you can Luster, say that. Yeah. Eric Luster and I, exactly the same in oh, every way. I'll give it to you. Uh, I'll, I'll you know, both you. of us obviously work out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, appreciate uh-huh. Coach Luster joining us. Let's go over to the uh, the, the Mallory zone. QB2. Let's go, over to, let's go over to the huddle to, to QB2 and uh, get some final thoughts from Mallory Harley. How about our former cover boy this weekend in Which the comeback win over the 49ers? You'll need to be more specific because we had Two. multiple cover boys who were very good this week. Right. Well, weekend. I was. this one was about Shane Bouchelle, but Shane you can Bouchelle. say the same about Sam Allinger. Uh Shane Bouchelle showed out for 49ers. Is that right? Uh, bl- he, or no, who do you, who's he play for? I, I feel bad. The Colts. The Colts. Uh, no, Sam Ellinger plays for the Colts. Yeah, Shane Bouchelle plays for the Chiefs. The Chiefs, that's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Okay, so sorry. Was with the goal. Yeah, we're saying the same thing. Sam Ellinger uh, starred for the Colts in their preseason game. Uh, Shane Bouchelle uh, scored what ended up being a game-winning touchdown? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. the Chiefs. I mean, look, it's NFL preseason, so it doesn't really matter. But, but still. Uh, awesome. It's very cool to see guys like that, uh, guys that we've come to know and, 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 and talk with and, and get to know around here in these parts, go out there and show out. And, uh, you know, uh, the Colts, sounds like... Ellinger is going to have like a shot at the starting yeah. job. Yeah, that's like, very exciting. Uh, because of Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is hurt. Is that right? Yeah. Is that the problem? Uh, so he may have a shot. And yeah, you know, I think all of us around here know how fond we are of Shane Bouchelle mm-hmm. uh, and what he's been able to do. So we, we certainly wish him the best and, and hopefully he can stick there. How, how cool would it be if they had QB1? I don't know who their backup quarterback is, but if QB1 was Pat Mahomes and QB2 was Shane Bouchelle, that'd be pretty look, great. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. It'd be very cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, it just hit me because you're in Arlington person that yeah. you're like the arlington connection with i played yeah we played uh shane bouchelle when i was in high school because i'm a year younger than him so he was 2016 i was 2017 so we we went head to head i i didn't but i was there you no you were speaking the royal we of like the arlington <laughs> cults <laughs> I, I am uh, a we i'm gonna take I'm gonna, uh, and uh, and and did uh did shane bouchelle have a big game against you guys oh that was so long ago uh i'm pretty sure that we lost Pretty big time, I think. Yeah, well, we Shane Bouchelle had a shocker, tendency to right? do that. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Anyway, uh, congratulations to both those guys. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Remember, we are off tomorrow, but we will hopefully be back on Wednesday. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to North Forney coach Eric Luster for bringing our guest. For Mallory Hartley, good job, Mal Pell. Thank you. I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please can get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you Wednesday on Texas Football Today. Thank you.